0: it's time for the crunch time plays podcast where we talk all things sports from the collegiate level all the way up to the pros and now here's your
1: host bennett Ganey. hey everyone welcome to another edition of crunch time plays whether you're watching us on youtube or listening to us on apple Podcasts, google play or spotify wherever you get your podcast just so thankful to to have you along today and make sure you subscribe to the All new Crunch Time Plays YouTube channel. So this is the first time that we're going to dive into NBA uh, in full force today on the show. We've touched on it a little bit before, but this will be the first time that we'll dive into it specifically. And we're going to do that with a guy that you know very well from CBS Sports. He is the Good Shepherd. He is David Shepherd. David, what's up, man?
0: Well, Bennett, to assume anyone knows me at all is uh, a compliment in itself. So, thank you. You're giving me more praise than I deserve with that intro, but uh, I appreciate it, man. How you doing?
1: Hey, I mean, if you, if if it, if everybody listens to CBS Sports Radio out there, they know who you are.
0: Thank you, Bennett.
1: <laughs> I'm doing well. Wanted to to ask you about if you uh, filled out your bracket for for March Madness, and if so, how how's that working out for you?
0: It's working out the same way it's working out for everyone. Uh, it, it, I mean, we're. I mean, first of all, just having Duke and Kentucky, that in itself just throws everyone for you know a curveball. And just the upsets. I mean, you got. I, I thought Rutgers should have won that game. By the way, um, I thought they had had Calvin Sampson on the ropes, but no, this tournament's been crazy. You no, know, you don't see Kansas losing that game yesterday. Uh, it's just it's just bizarre. Um, Oral Roberts in the Sweet 16, Syracuse in the Sweet 16. People question whether they should even be in the tournament or not. It's been amazing.
1: Well, I've I've seen a lot of posts on Twitter about Syracuse and, you know, death taxes and and Syracuse being a a double-digit seed and and advancing on to the Sweet 16.
0: They do better when they're a double-digit seed as opposed to when they're a one, two, or three seed. They do better as the underdog, with the exception of 2003, of course. Yeah. That was a little bit it's a little different when you have a guy named Carmelo
1: Anthony as your best player. Yeah, it does make a little bit of a difference. And I wanna dive into some NBA stuff with you. I know we don't have much time today, but I wanted to ask you about uh the we found out, you know, over the weekend that, that LaMelo Ball is probably out for the year uh with the Hornets sticking it here uh, regionally to 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 the Carolinas and sure. wanted to ask you about how how crushing of a blow is that? And, and can the Hornets still uh, make the playoffs with, with Rozier and and Hayward and the gang down
0: there? Yeah, they can definitely make the playoffs. Um, you know, the East is good, uh, but it's not so good where you can't get in as a mediocre-slash-decent team. You know, they were never going to contend with the Bucks and the Sixers and the Nets. You know, those are the big three in the Eastern Conference. But, my God, this Lamella Ballcade is special. It's not my saying. I I heard it from a lot of people. Lamelo Ball is the player that we thought Lonzo Ball was going to be. He's lived up to every single expectation. He can shoot. He can get to the lane. He can defend, which a lot of rookies have trouble with. You know, that's the thing that they're as far behind with anything is defense when you're a rookie. Because there's so many nuances, and there's so many intricacies, and there's so many techniques. You know, basketball, you don't practice five hours, you know, on, on, your, on your local park for defensive schemes. You do on shooting. You do on dribbling, right? You do on penetrating the lane, floaters, mini hooks, micings, etc. But you don't do that for defense. So that's why defense is lagging behind every other skill set, right, every other strength. But LaMelo had a little bit of everything and then some. And the maturity he has, the fact that he's willing to be up front about whether or not he loves playing LeBron James, where most rookies just would have gone with it. They would have said, yeah, it's an honor to play one of the greats of all time. And certainly a guy that you know we looked up to as a generation, he wouldn't have any of it. Um, it's a big loss, but you know what? I love the fact that Gordon Hayward looks as sprite and youthful this season as I've seen in four or five seasons from him. I thought I thought he was never going to be close to the same player when he went down with that gruesome injury in two thousand eighteen. I couldn't have been more wrong.
1: If you were to go back and redraft this year's NBA draft, would you still have Anthony Edwards with the with the first pick to the Timberwolves or do you think they might should have gone with Lamelo the injury aside for Lamelo, should they have possibly gone with him or, or James Wiseman as number
0: one? Oh well I you know, I think Wiseman was, even though they drafted Edwards, I think Wiseman had the most upside. But in terms of being the finished product, right now it's the mellow ball. And I don't think it's close. Now, we've also seen situations where we've had guys like Vince Carter, you know, who was head and shoulders above everybody else in his rookie class. I think he almost garnered you know, all of the first place votes. And then we saw guys like Paul Pierce and Dirk the Whiskey come along and eclipse him you know, in the all-time player conversation. That may be the case. But in terms of the judgment for the rookie season, it's the metal ball.
1: Sticking with the Hornets and their chance to make the playoffs, I wanted to ask you about the playoff format. It's new this year with the 7 through 10, you know, having to play the play-in tournament to, to get those 7 and 8 seeds in the playoffs. Do, do you like that? Do you think that's something that we'll see going forward?
0: I I don't like that. Um, You know, the league does a lot of great things, but I I, I do think it's 72 games. It's a long season. You know, you got 72 games to prove your worth. Are you playoff worthy or not? Uh, To, you know, for a seven seed or to finish eight games above, you know, a nine or a 10 seed, you know, respectively. And then to be in the same boat to where they both can still get into the postseason. I think the 72 games is enough of a, you know, body of work to substantiate a playoff team compared to if you're going home. Um, But as we know, Bennett, this is a eyeball business. And the more games, the more eyeballs and the more eyeballs, the more dollars and the more dollars, the more profit. And no owner is ever going to say no to more profit. So if any league can get more games, they're going to do it. Bennett, you're an NFL guy?
1: Well, I'm, really, you know, really just all, really just all sports guy.
0: <laughs> well, we know what they're doing with 17 games. Now, are they are they sitting back and saying, "Man, we really think 17 games is the best thing for the players today." You know, 16 games plus a potential four more games. You know, if if a wild card makes a Super Bowl run, you know, 20 is not enough. You know, for the body to take that kind of a blow. Let's make it 21. We know what the move is about. I wanted
1: to ask you about free the trade deadline. is coming up tomorrow as we're, or it's coming up on Thursday as we're recording this on Tuesday for, for people sure. listening, people listening you mean tomorrow. This isn't
0: live. This isn't live Thursday, two to four.
1: <laughs> is, is that when, is that when you, is that when you're going to be on from two to four on Thursday? Oh, well, yeah. I'm going to be, yeah. We're going to be producing the, uh, the
0: trade deadline show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have to tune in and, and listen to that, but. What, is, are there any kind of big moves you're expecting for the trade deadline?
0: You know, it's all speculation. Um, you would think Lowry is going to go somewhere because Toronto is, you know, they're, they're just not the same contending team they were last year, certainly not two years ago. He's still got enough game left. He's still a tough enough guy, tough enough voice in the locker room where he can impact anywhere he goes. So he's the guy who I see most likely to move. Um, you would like to see some kind of a Philly reunion. Um, you know, the 76ers are going to probably lose some games with Embiid being out. So it would be great to see him kind of go back to Philly. Obviously, he was there at Villanova, so he has those Philadelphia roots. Um, I think the Clippers – I think if you're the Clippers, you find a way to get Lowry. I think if you're the Lakers, you find a way to get Kyle Lowry. But he's the big piece in my eyes for being the difference maker for a championship team.
1: Do you think uh, the Lakers – the Lakers have have LeBron and, and AD, you know, hurt now. Did did that hurt uh, LeBron's MVP chances at all? I know he's he's been kind, kind of carrying the Lakers since AD's been out, and and that's kind of made him the the MVP kind of kind of betting odds favorite. But does that does that hurt his MVP chances at all?
0: Yeah, I mean, anytime you miss games, you know, that's always going to hurt your MVP chances. It's unfortunate because he was he was making a real push that fifth MVP. And it's been a huge narrative throughout his career. You know, the guy's been stuck. I mean, it's hard to be stuck on four MVPs, right? Four MVPs is just absolutely historically all time great, but he has been stuck on four MVPs. You know, the last time he won an MVP was 2013. That was eight years ago. And so it would have been this amazing story that a guy in year 18 is still atop the mountain, and would have garnered an MVP after going eight years without winning one. But, there, I mean, I'm trying to think. Giannis, Giannis won an MVP playing like 30 minutes a game, but he was there for like 73 or 74. Iverson, I think, is the last guy to miss more than 10 games to win a regular season NBA MVP. And the reason he did it was because they were a number one seed. The Lakers aren't going to be a number one seed this year, you know. Between the Suns and the Clippers and the Jazz, they're not topping off three of those teams at this point. So he's not. Good. So, more of the story, Ben. He's not winning MVP. Yeah, it's unfortunate because he's a, he's a he's a he's one of the greatest players we've ever seen in the history of the game. Some would argue greatest, um, but he's too good to not have won an MVP for the last eight years.
1: Who do you who do you like for the MVP? Do you think uh, do you like James Harden or, or somebody like that?
0: Campbell, Isn't it? Isn't isn't sports amazing? Isn't life amazing for that matter? James Harden might have been enemy, public enemy number one, you know, three months ago. In my wildest dreams, would I ever, you know, anticipated having a James Harden MVP conversation ever, ever? Because people were that down on him. He came. He, he quit. He quit on his team. And it's not as if they didn't have a pretty good roster. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins was you know, not the same DeMarcus Cousins in the Sacramento days, but he was still a serviceable big man. John Wall looked like John Wall. Christian Wood at the time was the most – obviously, he got hurt this season, but he was the most improved player in the NBA. You still got Eric Gordon. You still got P.J. Tucker. You still got Daniel House. So he had a really good roster in my eyes, and he quit on him. And to have an MVP conversation with James Harden is absolutely remarkable, but I would give it. And I know a lot of media people are going to hold it against him because he won two times in a row already. And you can't give a guy th- three MVPs in a row because he must be an all-time, all-time great for a guy to win three MVPs in a row. Hasn't been done since the mid-80s. You know, the great Larry Burr. But I'm giving it to Giannis.
1: There's no doubt about that. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd give it to Giannis too myself. and wanted to ask you about the Nets because they already have Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant, and now you add James Harden as, as a piece. And they were—I think—they I think they were fourth or fifth in the East at the time. And now when you add James Harden, you're only a game back as we speak in second place in the Eastern Conference. And you're pro- probably going to be the, the odds-on favorite
0: to win the East and go to the finals, right? Well, I mean, there's no question. I mean, you and, and we don't, you know, the the, the question mark um, above all else is the health of Kevin Durant. And he's been out a lot longer than we anticipated. And it didn't seem like it was that serious of an injury. Um, and obviously, he's dealt with COVID things, um, you know, COVID protocol, and that's very serious. But I don't know what's going on with him. You know, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be, um, you know, ending anytime soon in terms of his absence from being on the court. Nobody anticipated Same thing with Anthony Davis. No one anticipated Anthony Davis being out this long either. So it's going to be very interesting to see when he gets back on the court. We know he's still got it. You know, there was a lot of conversation about Kevin Durant, you know, and obviously with the Achilles, and would he be able to recover? Because we've seen even the great players not be able to sustain that level of excellence, once the injury of that severity takes place. Kevin Durant didn't lose a step. He didn't lose a step. He looked like 2014 Kevin Durant MVP, 2018, 2017 finals MVP. That's how good he looked. So if he gets on the court, then I I have a hard time picking against him for the NBA championship.
1: There's no doubt about that. And, talking to david shepherd from cbs that covers the nba and wanted to ask you i know we're about to wind down but wanted to ask you about the the all-star the all-star night that we just had a couple weeks ago do you think that how do do you think the fans viewed that it all being in one night and personally i was a big fan of it i I never really was a fan of 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 saturday of all-star saturday night and then the all-star game on sunday night i was really a huge fan of this one night of basketball with the, the skills challenge and three point and and slam dunk contest at halftime. Is it, is it something that, that got a lot of, you know, support from fans and what do you, and would that be something that the NBA considers for the years to come with the all-star game?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely is more competitive than what we've seen in years past because obviously every quarter matters this time around where I think maybe in The recent few years, obviously before the new format, it was seen as like this very no-defense exhibition game. But I'll tell you my idea to really get it competitive. I think you say to the guys, we want you to pick your hometown, so every respective hometown of the players. And the NBA says we're going to give $25,000 to the charity in your hometown that needs it the most whether that's for food, transportation, education. But, it, you know, no pun intended, it really hits home for these guys. You know, because when you say, you know, we're going to donate, you know, 25000 to, you to know, a charity of your choice, that doesn't negate the importance of it. But I think for a lot of players, you know, they don't necessarily, you know, personalize that because they got so much else going on in their lives. And it's tough. But I think if you were to say to them, look, we're going to pick your hometown and we want to deliver to this charity to help your community, I think that's going to give them a little bit extra of a pep in their step. But I love it. I think this is the best all-star um, you know format in sports, and I like that they have something to play for. I don't like in baseball how it is for home field advantage. I don't like that because then a team that amasses 30 more wins than another team all because of one game, which only in, involves one or two of the guys who are on that team anyway, probably is going to have the totality of their chain, you know, season completely drastically changed. And I, I don't, I don't like that. So what's the point of playing 162 games then? You know, I get that it's post-season based, but I, I think you got to financially incentivize it, but you also have it to incentivize it to where it hits home for the players. Because, you know, an extra hundred thousand dollars for them is never going to do the trick. They're 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 multimillionaires, and their family is going to be multimillionaires, and their generation of you know grandkids is going to be you know multi-millionaires. And those guys make fifty million a year now. It's insane. Do you
1: like having? Do you like having all the events in one night? Does that make more sense for fans uh, to have all that in one night? Because I know personally, personally, I was a fan of having of a couple of weeks ago. Whenever I watched it, I was. A really big fan. I have him one night, kind of yeah. celebrate the NBA.
0: I think that's yeah. I think either or. I think you got to get some uh, different personnel in your dunk contest, and that's no knock on the guys who are in the dunk contest this season. But if you got Zion Williamson out there, he's twenty years old. You got to find a way to get him in a dunk contest.
1: Hey, there, there's no doubt about that because he he throws down. So, and I mean, just remember. Seeing him, you know, in high school here in AA, in AAU in South Carolina, and then watching him at Duke, and now with the Pelicans, just the the dunks that he throws down are just incredible. I know he t- took some slack for missing a few there in the early part of the All Star game. I think we could just, you know, call that maybe some All Star game jitters playing with the big boys. But I, you know, you got you got to get these these high flyers in the dunk contest.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, you know. It's Zion. It's Zion Williamson, man.
1: Did you think that he – he was obviously highly touted coming from Duke, but did you think that he would splash onto the scene like he has in the NBA?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because he he was – the way he played in college, he was just a man amongst boys. I mean, he was clearly the best player on the court every single night, and he was efficient from the field, and he could shoot the ball, and he was a great teammate. And he hustled. Um, so those are skill sets. And those are you know tangible, very conspicuous things that your eyes tell you. And then that's going to translate to the next level, right? What you saw was a guy who was better than everybody else. And he was a guy that was willing to work as hard as anybody else. And he was a guy that was as willing to be as great of a teammate as anybody else. In NBA general managers, the one thing they love more than talent is they love guys they don't have to worry about on and off the court. That's Zion Williamson.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And and awesome stuff today, David. I can't can't thank you enough for, for fitting us into your schedule today. And they didn't have a lot of time with us, but got to get you back on here soon to t- to talk about the playoffs once they roll around and, and where, can, where can people find you on social media and, and where can people listen to your work as well?
0: Sure. Well, thanks, thanks for having me, Bennett. Um, they can just go to my YouTube channel. They can just type in, type in the good shepherd sports. It'll come up. Uh, I have a channel there. I talk about the biggest topics in, in sports. And then obviously on Twitter, uh, at the good shepherd underscore. Um, and like I said, man, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Uh,
1: you're welcome. And David, David is the good shepherd. I can, I can attest to that. And he does an incredible job with everything he does. So make sure to check out his work and, and David, hope, hope you stay safe and well, uh, during this time. I know we're starting to round the turn, but the, Pandemic here, so make sure you're staying safe and well, and we'll talk to you soon. that's good,
0: Bennett. You have a good rest of the day.
1: All right, that is David Shepherd. He is the Good Shepherd, and you can find him on Twitter at the Good Shepherd underscore. And one great thing about shepherds is they lead the flock, and David is the Good Shepherd, and so he leads the flock better than anyone else there at CBS Sports Radio. So make sure to follow his work there at CBS Sports Radio and also listen to the shows that he produces on Sirius XM for the NBA and and make sure to check out, we kind of plugged it a little bit uh, during the interview, but make sure you check out that trade deadline show from two to four on Thursday because there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about with the NBA here at the trade deadline. Look out for, for Kyle Lowry and where he might go. And, Like you heard David mention, the the Clippers are a big player there. And so it's going to be really interesting to see who, you know, enlists the services of Kyle Lowry or if anybody enlists the services of Kyle Lowry and what they would have to give up to the Raptors to get him. That's about all the time we have for today, but thank you so much for checking out Crunch Time Plays. Before I let you go, I did want to. Tell you about all the exciting things that are happening. Probably starting later this week, possibly early next week, we're going to be posting all of the older episodes to our brand new YouTube channel, Crunch Time Plays. So make sure you're subscribed to the all new Crunch Time Plays YouTube channel. And those episodes on YouTube will start with episode number eight with Paige Kuhn and then Joe Lenardi, Jamie Chadwell, Chris Button, David Waters, Kelsey Riggs, Lauren Sissler, Hannah Newhouse, Tara Talmage, Pat Smith, Danny Wexelman, and Kirsten Kroll. All of those episodes are going to be posted to YouTube as soon as we get our brand new intro and outro. So you're not going to want to miss that. So make sure you are subscribed to the Crunch Time Plays YouTube channel. Course, we also have other episodes as well. We've got the first seven episodes of this show, and then we've also got episodes with Ryan Lavner from the Golf Channel, Chrissy Freud from the Draft Network. Uh, this show with David Shepard will only be audio only as well. And then we also have another one coming out first of next week with Brandon Marcello of 24-7 Sports. That'll be audio only as well. But hopefully we're gonna be able to start doing all the interviews via Zoom. And so we'll be able to post the interviews out there on the YouTube channel. And you're also going to want to make sure that you're following the show on social media at PlaysCrunch and following me on social media at Shotgun726. So once we do get the intro and outro, we're going to put out a post on social media the, to stay, to tell everybody that the new YouTube channel is live and all those videos are posted out there. Or if you want to keep listening to the audio version of this podcast, not a problem at all with that. You just want to make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you like. I did want to tell you about some, a couple of the future guests for this show. We've mentioned Brandon Marcelo of 24-7 Sports. We're going to get into college football coaching changes of the offseason with him as well as Alex Weaver from NASCAR. We're going to dabble back into NASCAR and touch on all the happenings in the motor racing world. Keep spreading the word, everybody. It's the fastest way for us to grow. You guys are doing an awesome job of that. Our numbers are looking really great. Our downloads are up. And just can't thank you enough for spreading the word about Crunch Time Plays. And we'll look forward to talking with you next time right here on Crunch Time Plays. God bless everybody.